You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode 31, Screen Fatigued or Board Fatigued? Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my friends. Today, I had so many different topics I wanted to talk about, and of course, I'm going to choose the most controversial of all of them. I lead these Friday professional development power hours, and we have a lot of attendees from all over the world who log in. They're completely free. I run them in series every single month. And this last week, we had a Q&A, Q&A with Dr. K, and it went really, really well. So one of the questions was really like, okay, everybody is so Zoom fatigued. How do we get through to attendees or to students who are Zoom fatigued, who are screen fatigued? And so I kind of addressed the elephant in the room. I said, you know what? Zoom fatigue, screen fatigue, it's bullshit. I'm sorry, I know that I shouldn't be as abrupt as that, but it's true. We are a society that can binge watch Netflix or Amazon Prime Video 7, 10, 11 hours. We find a series that we really get into, and then we're doing all-nighters watching this series all night. We are not screen fatigued. We're not Zoom fatigued. What we are is we're bored fatigued. There's so much that we can do to make our programs not boring, to make them engaging. And I truly feel like people that say, oh, my attendees are Zoom fatigued or my students are Zoom fatigued, that's just an excuse. That's an excuse of saying this is why these attendees aren't engaged. If your program is engaging If your program has interactive elements, then people will stay engaged. I lead this Friday seminar series, and we have so many people that log into it. I've never once used a PowerPoint except maybe to show one screen as a review. I just talk and run games and activities, things that are really focused on the purpose of the session constantly switching things up, constantly involving new elements. And my attendees are, they almost always have their video on the entire time. They are engaged. They're there. They log in. They're present. And so some of the other questions that came out, I thought were really interesting as well. Some of the questions about particularly marketing, how to make your program stand out. And I would say the one thing that really stands out to me is this concept of thought leadership. We used to be able to have these in-person, face-to-face events that maybe the content wasn't as good, but the networking and who you were with in the room and just that experience made up for the lack of quality content. And now we're in this virtual environment And in this virtual environment, the content becomes so much more important. 
And it can't just be content that is delivered in a monotone lecture style. That is not who we are or how we stay engaged. How can we have little bits of content for 10, 15 minutes and then apply it in real time, have another point of 10 or 15 minutes and then apply it in real time? And so over the past few weeks, I have been on the conference committee of a big conference, 300 to 350 people that was hosted completely on Zoom a day and a half. I have been an attendee at a conference, a global conference that was over a two to three day span. And then I have been a keynote at two different conferences. And so I have this kind of really interesting perspective from all of these different viewpoints of engagement and mainly that question of whose responsibility is engagement. And that's another question I get asked all the time. I'll have planners that come to me and say, Kristen, we have these really just big name doctors or psychologists or thought leaders in their area, but they're just not engaging. And and my, my response to that is always that at the end of the day, it's really up to that planner or facilitator to either book engaging speakers or to work around the parameters of that speaker. So for example, I'm on a conference committee and we are booking speakers that are just brilliant minds. They are just the leaders in their industry. They just have so much knowledge. And maybe we don't have the budget to hire actors or motivational speakers or or someone like that to deliver the content in a new and exciting way. Well, as the planner, as the facilitator, I know that the speaker is brilliant, but maybe is monotone or boring. And we all know that speaker training sessions maybe aren't always as effective as we would hope that they would be. But there's still so many ways that you can work around that. So one of the things that I did as a planner facilitator is I schedule the speakers so they only get to speak in 15 to 20 minute chunks. And then I facilitate an engaging activity before and after them. So that way, maybe they're not the best with facilitating an engaging game, but they're really, really good at the concepts. Well, as the facilitator, I know what that slide deck's going to look like. I know what those key points are. So we book them. They speak 15 to 20 minutes. And then I facilitate the activity where all of the attendees can apply the learning from that speaker in real time. So at the end of the day, it's not completely on the speaker, though clearly if the speaker is someone who is engaging and exciting and can run games and activities and and be engaging in those ways, then that is clearly ideal. And those speakers, those thought leaders that are engaging are going to be able to charge a premium. When I was speaking, keynote speaking at this other conference, in the Q&As at the end, we're doing Q&As and someone unmutes and asks a question and they're like, Kristen, 
how can we just bottle up your passion and just share that message and and just be able to, your content is so good and so many people need it and you're clearly so passionate about it. How can we kind of bottle that up so it can be conveyed to the masses? And I loved that question, not because of the subconsciousness of, of what that message was, but I just loved that there was recognition of passion. And I find that to be even more important in a virtual setting. And I feel like those conference facilitators or conference moderators who are just over the top, above and beyond bubbly and passionate are the ones that really can drum up that excitement. So I know that I'm over the top. I know that I'm bubbly. I know that I exude all of this happiness. And I know that I'm a hand talker, which I'm hand talking right now. If you can't hear that in my voice. I know that I have that personality and that conveys really, really well in an online environment. Because if you think about online, maybe you have some of these exuberant characteristics, but it's kind of dulled down just a little bit in an online environment. It doesn't truly come across in all of its crazy passion. So then if you're over the top passionate, then when it is dulled down, then it's just significantly better than the average. It's not that, hi, I'm Kristen, here is my monotone lecture. And while that might be an over-exaggeration of what most lessons are, I find that it's maybe not an over-exaggeration in some situations, which is sad, but that's the reality that we're living with right now. And it's super interesting to me, not just in meetings, but then also in education. Uh, I know a lot of universities right now are encouraging a synchronous environment, which means we're all logged in at the same time. And I would argue that synchronous done poorly can be less engaging than asynchronous done well. And I know that that's a different type of mindset, right? So asynchronous is when people aren't logged in altogether. But if you've set up your event, your class, your program, if you set it up to be asynchronous, but it's engaging, you have short video clips so that way the attendee or the student feels engaged with the facilitator. You have application projects that are relevant to their lives that they can apply and then also maybe submit or share with others for feedback. Even in an asynchronous environment, I feel like that can be more engaging, more interactive than a live synchronous event where it's just passive. So I told you that I was attending an event here in the past couple weeks, and what I found was that all of the keynotes were very passive. It was a webinar style, and they were being recorded, and you could see them up for the next few months. And then they had these campfire sessions, which were also recorded, but they were in a traditional Zoom meeting style where you could log in and interact with other people. And I found actually that I was skipping the keynotes because I still have a job that I need to do. I was skipping the keynotes because I knew that I could watch that passive information later at my convenience, but I was logging in for these campfire type sessions where I could interact in real time with other people. I would also challenge that in this concept of thought leadership, I would really challenge that there are a lot of people interdisciplinary 
that are thought leaders in our areas. I know that one of the speakers that I took the most notes from, I was actually really thankful it was recorded because I could stop and go back and stop and go back and take notes, was someone who was a magician. And I had seen him at another industry event before. This is my second time seeing him. Just amazing, great wealth of knowledge. But if I'm going to a meeting planning related event and I'm listening to a magician and taking lots and lots of notes from a magician, you know, maybe these aren't your traditional people that you would book for your events. So if you are a planner or facilitator, I would really challenge you to look across a variety of fields for the content or the passion, the, the zeal that would really resonate with your attendees. And so this is really what's on my heart, what's on my mind today. I just finished this morning with my intro to events class. They did their final presentations. And uh, if you haven't heard a previous podcast episode, I sent out a box. We did a meeting box for the class. And so every single week on Mondays, the students would open up an envelope all together on camera and we would have an activity that we would do with each other based on what was in that envelope. And so today was my favorite envelope. We did all of our presentations and we got to see what all the different groups had been working on, uh, these really innovative event ideas of the future. We all presented to each other, saw some marketing videos, and then we opened up that envelope together and inside of that envelope was a do-it-yourself graduation cap and a do-it-yourself kind of confetti popper. And I hope you can hear just like how giddy I am in my voice. I just absolutely love things like this. We are never too old to have fun. We are never too old to be silly and we always love the unexpected. And let me tell you, every single one of those students put that bowl on top of their head with their cardstock on top of it and their little yarn tassel with their brad. They all created it. They all put it on their head and they posed for a picture, which is on our Extraordinary Events Initiative website. And so I hope you all go and log on to that and like that picture. And just keep in mind, what can you do differently at your event? Find someone with passion, find someone who's a thought leader, whether they are or are not in your particular industry, and then shake things up with activities or fun things that you're sending to your attendees that may be not what they're expecting. And with that, we are not going to have a podcast episode this Thursday here in the United States. It is Thanksgiving. I know we have listeners around the world but I would like to take that day to not be on air and just to have everybody that's listening really think about something that they're thankful for, that something you can show gratitude for, be present in the moment with. And with that, I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to make the time, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.